This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com. This Irish man stands with America. This is Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network. Hello, America. Thank you so much for tuning in today. This is the Freedom's Disciple podcast, a place where I do my best to inspire America, to share my love of America, to share American exceptionalism based around faith, constitution, and hope. I, of course, am your your host, Jonathan Dunn. I hope you're having a wonderful Saturday or Sunday whenever you're listening to this podcast. I hope you're getting ready for Labor Day weekend. I have a jam-packed show for you today, and I want to share some thoughts on a variety of topics. And some are not going to be popular, and some, I can already tell, are going to annoy you. Um, With what I do, I sometimes have to travel. And do work. And I'm not online a lot. Um, And when I am online, I'm not really looking at news unless it's breaking news. So, last week, I was crazy busy with work and and an outside project. So, I literally was online just checking a few things and making sure the world didn't um, basically go on fire. um, Any more than it already is. And... If you've never done this, I'd actually recommend it to someone, to everyone, is to to actually just take a breather, even for like two, three, four days, and just go into your email. If you're like me, I get a lot of new um, newsletter subscriptions. It's how I keep informed rather than having to go onto sites and in case I miss it. I get a load of emails with different articles, and, and then I do my research for this show. And I was offline, not looking at news very much for... About four or five days. And then, middle of this week, I went started, I need to prep for the show. What am I going to talk about? Going through my the work and the prep I do. And I was going through the emails, and I was, what has happened in the last week that is newsworthy? And i got to say, it's a crazy world we live in. It's... We have so many problems and we've addressed them on this show and we're going to continue to address them. But this is what I got. This is the snapshot I got from about 3,000 emails. Um, This is all I got. Some footballer didn't stand for the national anthem. I'll address that in a minute. People online... The few times I was on Facebook and stuff, I saw people putting post after post after post, slamming this guy, insulting this guy, calling him an idiot, a pinhead. Um, I read a a Gold Star Mum's criticism of it, her slamming him. I then saw a video that went viral of some guy um, out what looks like a woods or a a back garden that has a lot of big trees in it where he has this hanger with a with a, a t-shirt um, and he burns it and he plays the national anthem that was viral that had like millions of, of views 
I then saw anyone who dared try and speak out about rights been slammed. I saw people on Twitter going crazy at Jerry Rice, at Tiki Barber. Then, moving aside, in the world of politics, which I'm so grateful I don't involve myself in anymore, I missed the whole conspiracy. Apparently now, because, you know, there's nothing else to talk about in this world that we live in, we all now have a conspiracy about Alex Jones, Hillary Clinton, and I can't remember what talk show host it was. Um, I don't get them and I don't watch them, so I don't know. I, I think it might have been Jimmy Fallon, I can't remember. Where Hillary Clinton went on their show and, you know, it was a test to prove how healthy she was or something. I didn't watch, I didn't care. Um, she opened a jar of pickles and then you had Alex Jones doing a big segment about, well, the jar was already popped. I also missed a load of political speeches by candidates, which I can pretty much guarantee have been forgotten by 99.9999% of the people who actually listen to them, by politicians who are running for president, who are running for house, who are running for senate, who are running for governors, on all sides. Oh, oh, and of course, the other news I missed, the, the $400 million that the US government paid to Iran in the middle of the night actually was a ransom payment. And it proves just once again the Clinton theory actually works. Deny, deny. It wasn't a ransom payment. No, it wasn't a ransom payment. It wasn't a ransom payment. You can trust me. It wasn't a ransom payment. I swear. It wasn't a a ransom payment. Pinky promise. Pinky, I'll pinky promise you. Oh, it was a ransom payment. And then, of course, the world talks about... Anthony Weiner. Oh my God. Anthony Weiner just can't stop sending pictures of himself. And I'm, if you know the story, that's as far as I'm going to say, himself to people. But it, there is one good thing. If there, I'm only going to talk about this for two seconds. If there, there is one good thing I've seen about Anthony Weiner is he doesn't discriminate against which party he sends them to. So at least he has that. You know, he's he's very bipartisan in who he likes to send pictures of himself to. So, kudos. And then, of course, we had the divorce of... Um, Huma is now filing for divorce. Um, it takes a special kind of man being married to a certain kind of man that people actually feel sorry for Huma. That's how bad Anthony Weiner is. Um, it's, it's unbelievable. Have I forgotten anything that was majorly newsworthy over the last, last week? These are the trending stories that I got. Oh, and of course I got the usual stuff which I don't care about. Trump said this about Clinton. Clinton said this about Trump. Trump said this about Clinton. Trump said this. Trump's spokesperson responded with this. Clinton said this. It's like it's like a ping pong match. I don't care. So these are all the viral stories. And after like I think it took me about two and a half hours of reading all these emails and reading is a very polite word, I just scan them. And I see all these stories Anthony Weiner. Alex Jones, Hillary Clinton, Jared Pickles, Colin Kaepernick. We're going to address Colin Kaepernick because I think this is a very important lesson that we need to learn from this from this episode, and I'll address that in a couple of minutes. 
the 400 million ransom payment. All these stories are either trending or not trending in, in different news reports. And I just sit back and I kind of look at the world today and I go, oh my God, if ever there's a sign of a society, and I'm not just saying America, I mean the whole world, just losing the plot. These are the stories that people want to talk about and are, are posting about and that news sites are getting and, and with clickbait headlines. And I just sit back and kind of go, look at all the big problems we have and this is what we're worried about. I look at, again, it's one of the most important things for me, the Christian purity test. Um, the, where Christians can't unite. Uh, where we have one sect of Christians insulting another, demeaning, saying, oh, you're not a real Christian. You're the Antichrist. You're the devil. We don't promote freedom anymore. We don't fight all types of tyranny, no matter what type it is. Soft, hard, terrorism, we don't fight it. We just, eh. We never talk about a trending story. How refreshing would it be to see an, a trending story of people getting involved on Facebook and on YouTube and on Twitter and everywhere else, Reddit, how about a story trending on the national debt that you actually need to address? You're $19 trillion in the hole with 130, 140, whatever the number is now. It's at least $130 trillion of unfunded liabilities. How about the Constitution? You know, we never, we're, we're supposed to be the right. We're supposed to be the, the party of the Constitution. We never breed life into it. You know, there was big news from the Article 5 and the Convention of the States over the last week, and we're going to be talking about that more going forward as well. We never have a story trending on reduction of the size of government. Hey, you know, these are the things we don't need government in. You know, how cool would it be... How, I, I'm only just spitballing here. I don't know. Maybe you don't share these beliefs. But how cool would it be to go onto Facebook and Twitter one day and see the following trending? Abolish the IRS. Oh, how about abolish the Department of Education? How about abolish the Department of Energy? Oh, I don't know. How about, like, oh, damn, the EPA got its budget cut by, like, 90%. Oh, my God, the devastation. I, I don't know. How about we brought life back to the Tenth Amendment? How about we actually started promoting... Oh, I don't know, that idea that's sort of banned from the right today because we don't believe in it apparently anymore. How about Milton Friedman and promotion of free market capitalism? Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that be... Imagine having that story, Trent. How about less taxes? If you're someone like me who goes, income taxes are moral, I would love to see that story, Trent. But I would take Herman Cain's 999 plan trending again, or a version of it, a flat tax, a fair tax. How about, I know this is a radical idea because some on the right don't believe this anymore, how about no government in healthcare? <gasps> John, uh, do you believe no, not in Medicare is a good thing? No, I don't want government in healthcare, period. I, I live in a country where government is involved in healthcare. It sucks, it doesn't do good. <gasps> you, you're so uncompassionate, John. <gasps> what, what about all those people? Yeah, how about making empowering them to be independent, not dependent on someone else? I could list and continue on this road, but this is what we're talking about. People, there's been some people have read some comments, public and private, to me about giving up on politics and how 
you know, I should be helping certain candidates win. And I kind of go, if you're going to be talking about crap, why would I want to get involved with it? I, I, I don't know how successful I'd be. I don't care. But I would much rather talk about real issues than the garbage that goes on in the world today. That is my passion. That is my dream. However, I'm going to break that rule because I want to talk to you in the next segment about Colin Kaepernick and what he did, but not what you think. I am more... His actions after him not standing for the flag, for me, were more reprehensible. I'll explain to you why, but I want to focus in on our response to it because I'm very troubled by the response to it. And I want to talk to you about an issue from Ireland that is going to... You know, it's if you're in any type of radio, you're told don't talk about this issue. I am going to start talking a lot more about this issue because I've been involved both sides of the Atlantic in this issue, and it's an issue I'm very passionate about later on in the show. So don't go anywhere, America. We have a lot to talk about today. I'll be right back. Freedom versus freebies. This is Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com. Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn, On Demand, on the Blaze Radio Network. Thank you so much for sticking with me, America. So, Colin Kaepernick, for those who are living under a rock or haven't done any, spent any time online, a couple of weeks ago, I think it was, or maybe a week and a half ago, I'm not sure, um, preseason football. San Francisco 49ers were playing someone, I can't. Don't know who. I apologize. I don't care about preseason football. Um, forgive me for that if I offended anyone. But first week of, of football, I'm going to be shouting for the New York Giants. Um, he didn't stand for the national anthem, and he said it was because I don't want. What was it? I I don't want to. I won't stand for the national anthem until that flag represents what it's supposed to mean, and it's a it's oppression and blah 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 blah. Okay, wonderful, great. First of all, does he have a right to do it? Absolutely. Should we defend his right to do it? Absolutely. 100%. And I'll tell you why. One of my... When I started this journey in my life a long, long time ago, becoming, evolving into the person that I am now, um, because I grew up in a socialist country, I grew up in a big government family, not only a big government family, but a big union family, 
it took me a lot of sleepless nights and long days of thinking to form my opinions that I have today. It wasn't just like a switch. It wasn't like John lives in socialism. John sees big government doesn't work and he flicked the switch and bing, all of a sudden, everything was sorted. It takes a long time to form the opinions that you do. Um, if you're one of those people who it just happened to be a switch on and you just switched on a light, fantastic. Good for you. That's your journey. Mine was a long, long process. I'm in my 30s and I'm still finding my beliefs um, and challenging my beliefs every day. But one of my basis of what I believe in was a quote from Voltaire. I don't have to like what you have to say, but I will defend to my debt your right to say it. We need to be a principled people if we're to reach our highest good. I firmly believe that. We need to be better. And we also need to be careful about the precedent that we set. Because while you look at Colin Kaepernick and say, is it disrespectful? And is it kind of like a slap in the face to all the men and women who serve, whether you're in the military, whether you're in the police, the firefighters, whether you're anyone who served the nation? Is it a slap in the face to all those who risk everything? Yeah, I believe it is. Do I agree with his position? No. If you've listened to this show long enough, you know I have the utmost respect for all those who serve, and this show will do always, regardless of whether it's popular or not. We'll salute them at the end of each show. Um, we will thank everyone for their service. And is it a slap in the face to them? Absolutely. But he has a right to do it. He has a right to be wrong. He has a right to his emotions. And we must defend them, whether we like it or not. The reason I'm very passionate about this is because of one reason. It's because maybe it's I've got an advantage or life experience that maybe some Americans don't have. But when you live in a country that... How should we put it this way? I'm trying to put it the nicest way I can doesn't share your beliefs and your worldview. You really appreciate the freedom of speech a lot more. Because America, please God, this never happens. Please, 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 please. But America, if the road, you continue on the road you're on, you might hit a point where what you believe, if you're not already there, is wrong, is controversial. And how would you like to be treated? That is why I will always defend people's right to free speech, even when I don't like it. I'm not defending Colin Kaepernick. I would never, ever insult your flag because of what it represents. Because of what it stands for. Even though, to be brutally honest, what you stand for today is not what I agree with in many ways. Because you're not the land of freedom and liberty anymore, right now. 
you are on a path to socialism and becoming Europe. But I look more past not what you are, what you were and what you can be. America, the country right now, is lost. America, the idea, the constitution, the flag, and what it meant and what, please God, it will mean again one day, is not something I would ever disrespect. However, Nadish, he was not happy enough at saying, hey, I'm going to sit for the flag. He then decided to prove what a, I'm going to put this nicely, idiot he was. Because in his press conference, he said, oh, do you know what would be really cool? You know, I've, I've annoyed a lot of Americans by not celebrating the flag. Hey, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to wear a Fidel Castro t-shirt. Huh. Again, does he have a right to do it? Yes. You know, that's the thing about freedom. <laughs> you get to a point where you're like, does he have a right to wear a Fidel Castro t-shirt? And your, your gut just wants to go, no, do you know what Fidel Castro has done to people? Do you know what he has do- how he has made people serve his government? Do you know what he has done to gay people? Do you know what he has done to dissenters? Do you know about the firing squads? Do you know about when people tried to leave his island? He shot them. Do you know about the horrific treatment that people have in their everyday life when oh i don't know they can't have a mobile phone because they don't have the technology they don't have internet um it's just like a real socialist utopia and he's wearing a fidel castro t-shirt it's like oh do i have to defend this guy freedom ultimately is sometimes freedom sucks you know, people want to paint this rosy picture of freedom today. Well, when you stand for freedom, it's all great and it's wonderful and kicks and giggles. No, sometimes standing for freedom is really sucks. And it goes against your gut because your gut's like, oh, please don't make me defend a guy that's wearing a, a, a Fidel Castro t-shirt. Please. But he has that right. But here's what I want to spend a few minutes talking about because it's how we respond First of all, and a lot of people are not going to like this because it's going to be, well, that's too political and that's politically correct and, and, and that's, that you're sounding like a politician and you're, you're sounding like all those people like Karl Rove and Dick Morris who like poll test words. No, I'm not. I'm just being honest. Optics matter. When I saw that guy burning Colin Kaepernick's shirt, first of all, I kind of went, Oh, how I wish I could be that guy that that was my biggest priority. That I was so enraged by some footballer that I had to burn a t-shirt. But then I looked at the optics and I kind of go, you're making the guy into a victim. Because there's no one in the flat... and I don't mean people who are researched the issues or people who are who are deep thinkers. I mean just the average person who is like struggling in their everyday to day lives, is working a forty, fifty hour week, and is catching a few minutes of the news and catching sites. And who has this vision of right wing conservatism, which is we are all the devil, we are all evil, we want to kill you. There is no one who is just in the middle of the road, not dial into things, that sees that and says, yeah, that's a rational response. It's like Anthony Weiner and Huma Abedin. Huma Abedin 
I'm not going. I don't want to get off track here, but do your research on her. She's not a how should we say a, a, a good person. Yet because of Anthony Weiner and everything he's done, everyone's like, oh poor Huma, how did you put up with that jerk for so long? Why did you put up with that jerk for so long? I feel sorry for you. Yeah, if they actually knew who Huma Abedin was, I can guarantee you most Americans would be going, I don't feel sorry for her one bit. I really, really don't. Optics matter. That's point number one. But the bigger point is point number two. Let's pretend we're chess masters. We're puppet masters. And we're, we have... Each of us has the, the, the way and the will of getting a desired outcome. So we can call him Kaepernick as our puppet, and we can get him to do what we want. What is the desired outcome from that situation? Okay, so someone doesn't like your flag. Whether it be Colin Kaepernick or anybody, they don't like the flag. They feel oppressed. They feel angry. They feel like the flag is stopping them. They feel like America is not living up to the potential. What is the end result of your interaction with that person? Surely the uh, the I don't know, mate, because logic doesn't seem to have any place in this world anymore. So maybe I'm just out of touch and out of date and just wrong on this issue. But maybe here's an idea that we try and get people to love the country, that we try and share stories about why America really isn't how we do in a peaceful way of breaking down the narrative of black oppression. Really, isn't that much of black oppression? How about that we break down the narrative that, hey, you know, the policeman is your friend, he's not the bad guy. How about we share the history of, I don't know, America, and then someone like me can come along and say the history of Ireland and Europe, and then say, there's a reason America is exceptional. Is America... I I could talk to you, I could do a show, and maybe I will one day, when times are better, of all the things I dislike about America. Spoiler alert for anyone who misses that show down the road. They all have a common theme. They involve your government. Oh, I don't know, internment camps, wounded knee, um, prohibition. Yeah, that might be a fun show. I actually might do that one day. But there's a common theme. It's government is the problem. It's not your people. But there are so many things to like about your country. To admire about your country. There are so many things about your country and your history that inspire me. What end result do you want with someone like Colin Kaepernick? Because here's the thing. If you're feeling oppressed, just put yourself in a situation where you have no logic and reason. You're basing everything on emotion. And you're feeling oppressed. And then you see someone burning a t-shirt because you didn't stand for the national anthem. And then you see people insulting you and demeaning you and saying all these horrific things about you. Are you going to feel more oppressed or less oppressed? Do we want to subjugate people or do we want to empower people? Maybe today, again, maybe I'm just in this crazy world of a bygone era or an era that didn't exist where I try and empower people. I just don't see a positive outcome from insulting this guy. I don't see any... I, I raised it in last week's show. If you didn't miss, if you missed it, go back. I, please go back and listen. Where I said, do you have a right to be wrong? And how do we deal with people who are wrong? I don't see any need to insult people or burn, burn t-shirts and jerseys. 
how do we get people to to get to the real history of America? How do we get to people the stories that inspire you? How do we share the stories that of all the good you have done? How do we combat the narrative that has been promoted by politicians on both sides of the aisle and the media that America sucks? How do we change that? Maybe, again, if I'm wrong, please tell me. If you disagree, please tell me. I'd love to hear from you. But I don't see how demeaning tweets and burning jerseys accomplishes anything. I don't see the end game, end positive result in that. Bar more segregation and more division and more hate. Because all this boils down to is one simple thing. And it's one philosophy question. What defeats hate? Does hate defeat hate or does love defeat hate? What defeats darkness? More darkness or a small bit of light that grows? They are the philosophical. I can't. I can't speak at times. They are the philosophical questions we all have to ask ourselves. What way do you want to be? What person do you want to be? What is the end result, and how do you get there? It. My answer is. You have my answer. I've tried to give you this answer for a long time now. You might be sick and tired of hearing it. I'm sorry if you are. I'm. I'm just trying to reach people that it mightn't, the penny hasn't maybe dropped yet. Or maybe they just totally disagree with me. But that's my thoughts on Colin Kaepernick. I, I really hope people, I hope and pray he, he gets to a point where he feels the real history of America. The real love of America. I always say this and you know, people say to me, if you could have one wish in life, what would it be? And it might sound cheesy, but I, I really wish people could see America through my eyes. Maybe it's because I'm lucky because I lived my whole life in a socialist utopia. Maybe because I have researched your history and some of the history around the world and I see the difference you've made. Maybe it's because I'm biased and I see you as a shiny city on a hill. I really wish I could share my love and that you would actually take my love on board. Because I know one thing. If someone sat me down many years ago and said, Right, Jonathan, I know you lived in a socialist utopia. I know you come from a big government family. But here's why you're going to love America. I can pretty much guarantee you, if someone forced me and kind of put me in a corner, I wouldn't have loved it. My love grew out of exploration. Out of curiosity. Out of facts, principle, reason, logic. History, principles, and yes, emotion. We need to encourage more people to go on that journey and help them along, empower them, educate them, inspire them to follow that path. Not, oh, you suck, I'm going to burn your jersey when I play the national anthem because that's cool. I don't know. If I'm wrong, please tell me. I'm on Twitter at Freedom Disciple. I'm on Facebook at Freedom's Disciple. Send me a message. I gotta take a quick break, America. I'll be right back. You're listening to Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network. The 
progressive movement is full of lies. Why do Americans keep falling for the deception? In his new book, Liars, Glenn Beck reveals the simple answer, fear. At our most basic level, we're all afraid of something. And progressives exploit this by offering us solutions to our fears. Solutions based on lies and an unrelenting hunger for power and control. Understanding the roots of these lies is key to helping us stop the disease of progressivism. Liars by Glenn Beck. On sale now at glennbeck.com slash liars. Freedom versus freebies. This is Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn. On the Blaze Radio Network. Thank you so much for sticking with me, America. Um, just to be clear, because I know I'm going to get some people who listen to this show going, ah, you've defended Colin Kaepernick. You agree with his positions. Just so we're clear from the last segment, I absolutely do not agree with Colin Kaepernick's decisions. I want to talk to you about a story that is from Ireland, but I, I beg your indulgence because I think it's important because it's an issue that affects the whole world right now. And it's an issue and a principle that most people in radio would say, you can never talk about this is like, this is make this will make people just not listen to you ever again. And I'm okay with that. But it's an issue I think we need to address. And that is, been pro-life and abortion. There was a big trending story, and some of you actually might have seen it because it did hit America. It was on, oh. I always get them mixed up. I think it was pro-life news or uh, lifestyle news or lifetimes. I can't remember. I apologize. I'll link to the actual Irish story of it. And and basically, this Irish woman um, became pregnant. And because we live in an online world and social media is just so wonderful, she said, you know what would be really cool? I'm going to document my journey to Manchester, which is in the United Kingdom. I'm going to document my journey to Manchester to have an abortion. And they put out tweets. Um, their Twitter account, if you're interested, was two women travel. And what they wanted to do, their big goal was they wanted to highlight the experience of someone a woman having an abortion so that the Prime Minister, or what we call him the Taoiseach of Ireland, would see this, it would gain exposure, and that it would force politicians to change the ruling in Ireland that abortion is wrong. They And I, I love some of their tweets. Their tweets are... Um, because they got loads of support. All these women and people... Um, there was a big TV presenter, he's in the States now, he was uh, British originally, um, he did lots of things, he was in a, a sitcom, he ho- hosted a sports quiz show, a guy called James Corden, um, you might have seen him, he does this uh, carpool karaoke, he was in with Britney Spears recently, um, and he'd send her a message of support. Um, and some of the tweets they read, it's just, this is two women going to Manchester, to have an abortion. Feeling so humbled, catching up on all the males in taxi, this is inspiring women 
to share their experience. Forced to leave Ireland at end of Kenny TD, he's the Irish Prime Minister, joined by more Irish in the waiting room, waiting for our loved ones. These these are a couple of tweets from two women who travel to a foreign country to kill their unborn baby. And of course the all the messages of support, all the articles where they're going, oh this is so wrong, you shouldn't have to travel, this is not right in twenty sixteen. And James Gordon, because well, you know, we gotta be cool and we gotta be hip and you know, we live in you know, we live in a modern world, John, you know. Abortion is just part of that. It's it's the new norm. He decided to tweet today two women travel, but you're not on your own in this. So many people are with you. Kiss. But that wasn't enough because you know, Ireland is, according to the WHO, the World Health Organization, is the he- the safest place and the healthiest place for a woman to have a baby. Primarily because, hey, we don't let you kill your baby. And that might have something to do with it. But Ireland is under a huge amount of pressure from America. Yes, America. Um, the pro-choice groups in America come over here all the time from the EU you know our friends in the European Union they're just so cool and hip they're always right the EU never gets anything wrong and other groups and they're basically funding and, and putting pressure and hey you know you, uh, you know a woman has a right to choose you know you're you're being inhumane by not letting them have an abortion so a couple of weeks ago Again, I'm not hip, I'm, I apologise, so I'm never good at what times these happen at. But I came across this story. Um, Ireland has this competition um, called the Rose of Trilly. You might have heard of it because Americans enter and it's open to to places across the all over the world. And basically what it's like is, it's like Miss USA, I believe. I, I've never watched it, I don't know and I don't particularly care. Apparently, women dress up in these fancy clothes, and they look all good and glamorous, and then they do something. They sing, they dance, they give speeches. Uh, I want world peace. I I don't want poverty. Who cares? And it was controversial because one of the people who went to this festival, the Rosa Tralee, debated the Eighth Amendment, which is the right to life. And she told on stage, I quote, I think we can do a lot better here in Ireland. I think it's time to give a woman a say on their own reproductive rights. I would love to see a referendum on the Eighth Amendment coming up soon. That would be my dream. First of all, just let's stop there. That would be my dream. You know... I just mocked a couple of seconds ago, you know, some of the stuff that these people say. I want to see an end to to world peace. Or I want to see world peace. I want to see an end to poverty. When I read comments like that, I, I kind of long for those days. Because at least it's somewhat, that would be my dream. Would I love to see world peace? Absolutely. I would love to see world peace. However, 
when you study the history of the world from a fate perspective and a human perspective and just a history perspective, you understand that no matter what you do, no matter unless you totally brainwash people, there is always going to be someone somewhere wanting more power and to do bad things. Unless you're telling me you can freely choose in a, with a principal way, and I'm sure there's someone sitting there somewhere going, well, there's this tablet you can give and it can kill, it can kill all the genes of badness. There's always going to be people who want to do bad. There will always be politicians who, who will exploit you. Whether you like it or not, they're always going to be there. There are always going to be a terrorist somewhere going, you know what, I think it's cool, I'm going to go kill some innocent people. I don't care what you do in life, there is always going to be that. We can be responsive to it, though. Likewise with poverty. I, I don't want to see poverty anywhere. Well, it depends on your definition of poverty, because if you consider the basic version of it, the poverty standards always go up. In Ireland, if you don't have like a game console, like a PlayStation or an Xbox, and if you don't go out at least once a week or every two weeks, you're considered living in poverty. That's not poverty, I'm sorry. So it depends on the definition. But imagine having a dream. I have many dreams. I spoke about them in the first segment. Hey, let's end the Christian purity test. That's possible. Hey, let's be more free. Let's stop tyranny, whether it's a soft tyranny or hard tyranny. That would be my dream. Hey, let's get to a point where we stop terrorism, where we annihilate ISIS. That would be my dream. Hey, how about we have a rule of law where the cop is a good guy and not a bad guy? Hey, that would be cool. Hey, how about having an honest media who actually report this stuff? That would be cool. How about having politicians that actually do a job and not exploit you for power and for personal gain? That would be cool. Hey, how about promoting the Constitution? That would be cool. But no, 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 no. I, I have a dream. You know, it's, it's ironic. A couple of weeks ago, we celebrated the anniversary of Martin Luther King's I Have a Dream of a Colorblind Society. And now we have someone who's, I'm so pretty, I'm going to answer to Rosa Trilly. My dream is, hmm, yeah, I think if women want to murder their baby in the womb, we should let them. Yes, society has travelled. But that wasn't the most infuriating comments. Because the the left in, in Ireland, in Europe, in America, have this great way of like spinning arguments to hit you on an emotional level. And here's our best quote. I'm, I'm going to try and be sincere. You see, because, and I quote, I trust Irish women to make their own decisions. And I'm sorry... <laughs> I, I just wiped a tear because I'm on podcast. You can't see me now, but I'm sorry. You don't have the faith in them to do the right thing. End quote. You see, because I'm the bad guy. I stand up. I'm pro-life. I'm, I'm pro-her life. I'm pro-your life. I'm pro-everyone's life. I'm pro-life in the womb. You know, I'm, I'm one of those wacko jobs who goes, you know what? All lives matter. Because, as my philosophy has adopted, it's, you know, U.S. founders. Hmm, what's the first right they said in the Declaration of Independence? What was it again? I know we don't, we don't talk about the Declaration of Independence anymore because it's not cool. And, you know, history only started in 1880. Well, what's that first right? Yes, the right that 
oh no, it's not the right to property, it's not the right to pursue your happiness, it's not the right to liberty or freedom. What is it? What is it? You know, the right that if you don't have this right, nothing else matters. What? What? Yes, that's it, the right to life. And this condescending people, oh, well, I just trust women to do the right thing. Well, I trust women. I trust everyone, but, you know, I know this is again because it's 1980s and, you know, they're calling and they want their foreign policy back, to quote your president. You know, trust but verify. Um, you know, I, I, do I trust people? Sure. But that doesn't stop them doing the, the wrong thing. That's like saying, you know what? You, you know, John, you're one of these evil people. You lock your doors at night. You know, because I trust people to make their own decisions. And I'm just sorry you don't have faith in those people not to rob you. You're, you're, you're one of those people, you know. You lock your doors. <gasps> you, you got out your car and you locked your car as well. I'm sorry you don't have the faith in humanity not to steal your car. <gasps> you have a PIN number for your, your card? I'm sorry you don't have the faith to just, you know, leave your card anywhere that, you know, anyone can have access to your bank account. And with me, there's not much in it. So, hey, it doesn't bother me. But, you know, for you people out there you know you have millionaires and billionaires who have a hundred grand a year uh, i'm sorry you don't have faith in them not to rob you you know I'm, I'm sorry you don't have faith in people not to do the right thing this is the argument that we're getting it's an emotional argument because you see again it fits a narrative that you are so familiar with in america that says oh you, you just hate women that's why last week I, I gave you the ammunition for the war on women and how Robin Wright and Hollywood of all places showed you you don't need government for equal pay. You just need yourself and to be empowered. This is a narrative that's been promoted in Ireland. How do you change that narrative? There's a reason I'm bringing this up today. I've had it to talk about for a week, I think. How do you change that narrative? Now, it's so tempting for me to, you know, be sarcastic, because I kind of have been in this segment, I will admit, um, towards that rosary, you know, and not having faith. But how do you deal with people like this? Is there some election that we can win? Or is there some law that we can pass? Sure there is, but I'm just getting to a point. Or how do we change the narrative? Do we demand the media stand up for a certain position and hold a certain belief? Or do we actually need to have conversations on the ground and lead people to change their opinion? To give them all the facts, to give them the history? Or are we just, nah, that's too hard, I'll just insult them and just call you the devil. Just call you unprincipled and you're going to hell and you're going to rot in hell. These are some of the issues that we are facing as a society and as a world. These are not just American issues. These are Irish issues. These are European issues. These are worldwide issues. And how do we deal with them? Because here's one thing I can tell you. And I, I very rarely say things that are definitive the way I see them. Because I try and present things in a way for you to find your own opinion. The path this world is on right now is wrong. The way we argue is wrong. 
Because we are sliding further and further into an abyss. Is there anyone who listens to this, or do you know anyone who listens to this, that says, you know what, the way we are are as a world right now, we're good. We're in a good place. We're in a healthy place. We're in a position to prosper. Maybe, again, maybe this is just me. I don't see that right now. I think we have so much work ahead of us. And we have to do things in a certain way to achieve our goals. And the more and more I see things, the more and more I say, the change has to happen on the ground in people's hearts, not in an election. Because an election is at best a respite. Or do we go for some more deeper, meaningful change? I know which I choose. Which do you choose, America? I gotta take a quick break, America. I'll be right back and I got a one last issue I wanna talk to you about. And a new exciting segment I've got planned for this show, which I'm thrilled to announce to you just after this break. Don't go anywhere. This is Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network. Don't miss Pat and Stu. You insisted on a uh, different kind of chair, huh? You can't for some reason. I don't like those. I don't either. I told them. I told them I would sit there if it matches, but they're kind enough to bring this chair. Uh, This chair is, this is my chair is more comfortable. But... And it's a little bit shorter, and they, it allows them to make their own little fat jokes. And the, yeah, because they, they were worried about the other one breaking. <laughs> <laughs> Pat and Stu, weekdays at 5 p.m. Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network. Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on demand on the Blaze Radio Network. Thank you so much for sticking with me, America. As always, I hope this show has given you some food for thought, some a different perspective maybe, or something just to think about. As always, to everyone who listens to this show week in and week out, from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Um, I, I'm working hard on this show and, and, and making some changes, and I, I'm going to tell you about a change I'm making now about a new segment um, but before I do, I'm trying my best to give you the arguments, to break down the arguments, to give you the facts, and um, to share stories that you can make the arguments and make them your own, um, and share what things you feel are good and what are you like, and, and then make the story your own. Um, please share this content. This is free. Um, I'm trying to get this message out there. If you if you like it, whether it's the whole show or whether it's the short segments we provide, it's all free. As you know, you can listen anytime. Please consider sharing it with your family and your friends. Um, it's on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, so we're on multiple platforms. The new segment I want to talk to you about that I'm actually really excited about is there seems to be a lot of people in America, both young, old, and in between, who are at least open to the idea of socialism. Um, you saw that with the rise of Bernie Sanders. So what I want to do is I, I want to give you a chance to, if you heard something that he said or that didn't seem too bad or it sounded good in theory or, you know, you want the reality 
I live in utopia. I live in a socialist haven. Um, I know about Ireland. I live it. I know about Europe because we're part of it. Um, so what I want to do with a new segment is if you have a question, whether it's on life, whether it's on politics, whether it's on how we deal with things, what are the norms in our society, please send them to me and I will do my best to research them and, and just share the actual experience and what it's like on the ground. We'll cover any topic you want, healthcare to taxes to role of government in life to foreign policy. Um, so if you have a question that you want to ask me about life in, in a socialist utopia, um, and I'm hoping many of you do, um, send me a message. You can get me on Twitter at Freedom Disciple, on Facebook at Freedom's Disciple, or you can go to my website, uh, www.freedomsdisciple.com, where you can submit a question, um, or you can find my email address on there. I will respond. I don't know whether I will get to every question on the air, but I'm going to try and just make it as as life practical for you as possible just so you can you can say hey i've got this someone i know they live on the ground this is it might sound good in theory but this is what it's like in reality and why it doesn't work and i'll i'll give you the strengths and the weaknesses the pitfalls i'll give you everything before we close out today's show there's one topic i have to talk about um because honestly it's one of my what he's this person is doing is one of my biggest pet peeves there's an issue all week that's been brewing and it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger and it's and it's between my boss Glenn Beck and Sean Hannity. Now people who don't like me and don't like Glenn who listen to this show will say, Oh, Glenn Beck told you to say this. I haven't spoken to Glenn in a long time. Um no one has asked me to say this. I'm saying this because yes, I work for him, yes, I'm blessed to have a show on him, yes, I am blessed to call him a friend. However, I'm doing this because it is annoying the hell out of me. And this issue has all stemmed because Sean Hannity is seeing Donald Trump, who he loves, go down in the polls and is now looking to blame someone. And it annoys me for a couple of reasons. One, because we are living in an era where no one wants to talk about responsibility. Everyone, whether it's politics, whether it's people on the ground, they love talking about what their rights are, but no one wants to talk about what your responsibility is. As someone who has been involved in from a distance and sometimes up close of campaigns back in the good old days, like that long, long time ago, like five, ten years ago, when campaigns failed and I was on many failing campaigns um, because, you know, conservatives and people who share my views don't t traditionally do well. You would always blame something. You would go, OK, we ran the wrong person with the person had the wrong message or we focused on the wrong thing or we didn't spend our advertising money well or we didn't go to the right places or we just didn't connect or whatever reason. Today, we don't blame or have a politician have any responsibility. It's all about, well, you didn't vote for him. You never Trumpers or you never GOPers. You, you're always the problem. Do, does does Trump have no responsibility for things? Does any politician have no responsibility for things? Secondly, and this is my biggest pet peeve, and it is annoying the hell out of me because I've spoken about this for such a long time against the left. And now in 2016, I'm seeing the right do the same thing, and I will fight you just as hard. And that is the dehumanization of the individual. This idea that we are a collective and we all have a collective think tank and that we are all lazy and that we all just follow a bouncing ball. Sean, let me speak to you directly. You should be better than this. You have a long 
record, whether you people can think whether it's good or bad, you should be better than this. This idea that anybody, whether it's Glenn Beck, whether people listen to Glenn and go, oh yeah, Glenn Beck thinks that, that's what I'm going to think. Or I listen to Sean Hannity and that's what I'm going to think. Or even people who listen to me, I listen to, to Jonathan Dunn, this Irish guy, and no matter what he says, I'm going to agree with him. Here's the difference between people like me and Glenn and you, Sean. I say this all the time, and if you listen to any amount of Glenn Beck shows, one or two, you will hear him say the exact same thing. Don't take my word for it. Do your own research. Find out where you stand on the issue. This idea that says, well, you know, if, if Glenn Beck would just get on the Trump train, everyone, Trump will be winning. If Johan Goldberg, or Johan Goldberg, sorry, just got on the Trump train, Trump will be winning. This dehumanization needs to stop. Because here's the thing. And this is what annoys the hell out of me. Good, bad or indifferent. Whether I like you or I don't like you. Whether I agree with you or I disagree with you. You as an individual. Each and every one of you. Have your own life experiences. Have your own backgrounds. Have your own experiences. And have your own emotions. This idea that we're all just waiting for. Oh well. What does Glenn Beck say today? Or what does Sean Hannity say? And I'll follow them. This idea that the right is now intellectually lazy and that it has been promoted by people on the right makes me sick to my stomach. It's time to stop dehumanizing the individual and start celebrating the individual. Because the last time I checked, now I know it's 2016 and this world is upside down and politics is crazy. But the last time I checked, people on the right were the ones who believed in the individual. Who believed in the individual and not the collective. Who believed we all have our own minds and our own spirits and our own souls, not the left. Here's the thing. This is a world we live in. I don't care whether it's a left issue or a right issue or a center issue. If you don't believe in the individual and you continue on this path of dehumanizing the individual and expecting them all to follow a certain way, I will fight you regardless of what side you pretend to be on or claim to be on. But it's also troubling because, hey, it's the end of August. It means it's football time. Let me give you an analogy. Football season ended last February at the Super Bowl. Imagine I spent all, from last February to today, going, hey, let's make this about me. I'm a New York Giants fan. Let's say I was connected to the organization, saying, we're going to win. 2016, 2017 season, we're winning the Super Bowl. We're going to destroy everyone. Look at our track record. We're the only team that has beaten the Patriots twice in the Super Bowl. We were the underdogs twice and we overcame them. We have Eli Manning. We have Victor Cruz back. We have Oldham Beckham on the other side of the way. We have running backs. We have a defense. Look at all the free agents we signed. And I just didn't shut up about, I'm going to win. I'm going to win because of all these reasons. And no one can stop me. And then all of a sudden, that calendar flipped to September and, well, it's time for me to shut up and put up. And then I started talking like, well, you know, we're going to win and we're going to win big. But, you know, I hope the referees don't screw us. And, and we're going to win, but I, I, I hope the home crowd gets on board with my style of football. And We're going to win, but I, I hope the weather doesn't affect us. 
you know, the days we want to run the ball, I, I, I hope the ground is good and firm and it's not too hot and, and, you know, the grass isn't too thick. I, I hope, you know, the conditions help us. And we're going to win, but, you know, I, I hope, I hope people don't act stupidly and, you know, commit offensive penalties and, you know, uh, go offside and personal fouls. You know, but we're going to win. It's time to put up or shut up. These excuses are getting tiring. You have about 70 days till the election. It's now Labour Day. In political terms, it is now time to shut up and start putting up. That is the time in a presidential election. Labour Day is a big cut-off point. I have issued this challenge, I think, about three times on this show to people who are part of the campaign, who are part of the supporters, who are part of the media. It's time to stop playing the blame game and demeaning others and believing we're all part of the collective and start making your case. It is sickening what some people on the right have become. Or maybe, maybe just maybe, people are revealing their true characters and what they were is not what they really are. This is the choice you have. And it's in this presidential election and it's in your life. What do you firmly believe? And will you stand for that even if you are the only person on God's green earth who believes that? If I am the only person on God's green earth of ever how many billion people live here, and I am the only person who believes in the individual and not the collective, I will still speak out as much as I can. Now, granted, in that world, I'm probably shot or put in a gulag, and that's okay. I will still believe it. I will still talk about God and faith until someone shuts me up. I will continue to talk about freedom, even if I am the only person who promotes it. And thank God right now, we're, I'm not alone. That there are many people out there who are good and honest and have great futures talking about us. That this is the question you have to ask yourself in this life. What will you stand for even if you are the only person who believes it? How much conviction do you have in your beliefs? Because right now, right or wrong, there are people selling out. Or either that or they are revealing their true characters. And that for me is a positive. Because we now, right now, regardless of who you support or where you stand on the issues, right here, right now in 2016, we can finally say we know who the good guys are and we know who the bad guys are. We know who deserves our support and our loyalty. We know who have the best intentions and who only care about politics and winning an election. For me, that is the only positive out of this campaign. I urge you to find where you stand on this issue. It makes me sick to my stomach when people have, who have said it about me as well, who say, ah, oh, you're just, you're just going along to get along and, you know, you're, you're, you're encouraging people not to vote and you're, you know, you're responsible. I have done no such thing. I will promote stuff, but I will challenge you each and every week to find your position. If I'm here to promote a message, and to get you to follow it, that is the day I leave this mic. I will promote it and give you all the evidence and then ask you to do your own research. I will hope people find out why America is an exceptional nation. I hope people learn the reasons why you are such a remarkable and historical nation. 
but I won't demand you do it. I don't demand that you have my beliefs. I would love you to have some of my views. I wish you could see America the way I do. But this dehumanization needs to stop. And I will fight it, whether it's a left issue, a right issue, or a center issue. Because certain principles are above where you stand on a political spectrum. That is how important they are. And if for those who right now think, John, you're kind of overreacting. You, you seem angry or you seem upset. It's, it's only you know, the individual. Maybe I am passionate. But I am passionate about, I am who I am. Right or wrong, I have my experiences, my emotions, my background, my education, my life. No one else has lived my life. That's what makes me, me, and me unique. And each and every one of you has done the exact same thing. And that's what makes you unique, right or wrong, whether you like it or not. You are you, and you are unique. And that's what makes you unique. And for someone to say, yeah, look, forget all that, you know, if you're never Trump, you're to blame. I find it sick, I find it dishonest, I find it lazy. As always, America, thank you so much for tuning in. We salute this show, always finishes the same way. We salute the real heroes in society. And no, it's not a quarterback. No, it's not a wide receiver. No, it's not a running back or a defensive end. They are your police, your firefighters, your emergency personnel, and your vets. And most importantly, never ever forget one thing. America is great and exceptional because of your people. That is rule one why you're an exceptional nation. Never forget that. I hope and wish you all a very happy, peaceful and safe Labor Day weekend. Spend it with your family, friends and doing something cool and relaxing. Because next week we've got a jam-packed show for you that I cannot wait to share with you. Until then, America, Godspeed and God bless each and every one of you. This is Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn. On the Blaze Radio Network.